What's up, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 27 of the Mac Geeks podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Hughley, and I'm excited. Uh, I'm thrilled to be talking to another UVA Cavalier today. I've gotten the chance to have plenty of them on the show. Got to talk to Coach Garland. Jack's on here all the time. Talked to Jay. Now we're getting to talk to 133-pounder Mr. Louis Hayes, and I'm excited to get this one going. So let's bring in Louis. What's going on, Louis? How's it going, Jacob? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I can't complain. I uh, you know, just got done teaching for the day. I have two weeks off now, so... I, I plan on tomorrow sitting down and like planning my whole week back, and then you know as soon as uh, that's done with, I'm not thinking about crap for two weeks. So, uh, what about you? Uh, not much. Just um, I finished school about like a week and a half ago, so it's been really nice to uh, decompress a little bit and not have to worry about that, and pretty much solely focus on wrestling for the last couple of weeks. And um, in between wrestling, I've been trying to find a job for next year, so that's so super exciting. Like job search. But um, honestly, the best part of my day is um, coming in the wrestling room because that's, um, that's a lot more fun than um, the whole job search process. Heck yeah. It's a, definitely a lot more fun to work out and get a sweat in. And it's kind of a you know, de-stressor than uh, sitting on the couch and, and putting in, what, you know, 20 resumes at different places. It's, it's a stressful time, man. Um, but you're, you're in a master's program right now, right? Yeah, I'm in a master's program at UVA. Um, I'm in the McIntyre School of Commerce, so doing a little business degree right now so getting that done really enjoying it so far and um yeah that's awesome so what's the what what was your undergrad in so i did undergrad in media studies and entrepreneurship so um i um i really liked entrepreneurship that was definitely my favorite part of my degree um definitely um really interested in starting my own uh company up one day and um just really into uh entrepreneurship honestly heck yeah that's cool man yeah, I, uh, I got a business degree. I went to the University of Georgia, and I, I got a degree in um, human resources. And then I, like, the last semester of college figured out I want to be a teacher. And so that was a wild ride. Um, yeah. But we're here. So it all works out, man. It's a crazy time, but, you know, it, it'll it'll be all good to go in a couple of months, be in the real world. And, or not in a couple of months, I guess, what, a year? Or yeah. What? Six months, something like that. Hopefully, hopefully. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, uh, man, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to get into talking some wrestling with you and learn a little bit more about your career. Um, got to learn about some really cool guys, and you know, it only gets better and better every time. So, um, first question I always start off with, always ask everybody. And it's a good place to start. It's just simply, how did you get introduced to wrestling? Yeah. So um, my dad and his whole family were um, in the wrestling community. And when I was about six years old, my, uh, my dad put me into wrestling in the local um, club team, uh, Run Park Pioneers, and um, just kind of uh, tried it out for the first couple of years when I was six, was playing um, a few other sports at the time. Um, and then I got to the point around 10 years old where I was like, just either, I was, I was terrible at baseball, so that was an easy kick out, and then um, a little too small football. And I was really enjoying wrestling at the time. so. Uh, around the age of 10, 12, somewhere in there, that's when I solely focused on wrestling. And ever since um, then, I've just been solely focused on that and getting better at it and enjoying it more and more since then. Heck yeah, man. Um, that's awesome. I, and I'm wondering, because it's, it's different for everybody too, like what time did you realize, like not only do I like this wrestling thing, but like I'm actually pretty good at this and I can go somewhere with it? 
Yeah, I would say the first time I really was like, I can really get in this, I would say, um, I think I can't even, I probably was like 10, 11 years old. And I was at Folkestyle Nationals in um, Iowa and I was in the finals and I ended up losing, but I took second place. And I feel like that was like the turning point for me when I was like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not bad at this. I, I'm, I'm not just going to the local um, tournaments around my uh, town. I'm actually wrestling on the national level and I'm competing, I'm placing. And I think that would be the point in my career where I was like, I, I, can, make, um, I can make this out of something. And then at the same time, I feel like, I don't know what year it was exact, but somewhere around that same age, I went to Tulsa Nationals for the first year. And I didn't cut any weight. I didn't, um, I kind of just showed up. I mean, obviously I trained for it, whatnot, but um, 10, 11 years old, somewhere in there. And I got, I, I don't, I, I didn't place. I didn't do too good. And I think that was like a wake up call where, yeah, I can do this wrestling thing. I'm, I'm doing it good enough at some levels, but there's also a lot of guys that are a lot better than me at this still. And I'm not, maybe one of the better guys in the state of Illinois, but not national. So I think that those two occasions at Tulsa and uh, folks on nationals where it was like, it, it, it's time. It's time to get serious. I'm serious, but I'm not serious like some of these other kids at my age. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Let's. It's a little different than what I've heard too, because usually you hear like you know some kids, you know their first couple years in, they're at some you know local tournament, they win it, and they're like, all right, cool, I'm I'm decent at this. It sounds like you figured out like I'm pretty good when you're you're, you're at national tournaments. Like, mm-hmm. what even? I'm interested. Like, how did you even get to national tournaments if you like? Like before that, I mean, it's it's a big step to go from, you know, mom, dad just taking me to the local high school every weekend or traveling 30 minutes away to all of a sudden, you know, you're from Illinois and you're at the tournaments in Iowa. So, yeah. I mean, how'd you get there? So, I think back and my dad and my mom were really, um, really giving with their time and energy and just kind of driving me to practice uh, different places, different camps, um, you name it. And it was one of those things where I think I was just doing decent well at this tournament. I, I think I take it back a couple of years again. I think I was like eight years old. I went to a dual tournament in Tennessee. Um, and I remember I had one move. It was like a crusher. And I was like, if I didn't get the crusher, I, w- I wasn't probably going to win. It was crusher. I get the pin or I'm losing. And What's the crusher? It's like a cement mixture. Like, okay. Not like not like the roll cement mixer i guess but yeah. i call it crusher like the one tony ramos always used to hit in high school college okay yeah so exactly like that and uh if i didn't get it when i was like seven or something years old i wasn't probably gonna win the match so i think at that point it was one of those things where i got in i run to a national tournament really early on in my um career just because how it worked out and um the coach um kind of fell into place whatnot and at that point it was like oh like this is awesome like I'm traveling the country with my dad. I'm getting to spend quality time with my dad. We're going to wrestle all the best competition. And it was one of those things where uh, he knew and I kind of knew at the time too, where I was like, I'm gonna wrestle my best against the best guys. I'm gonna ex- get exposed to the best wrestlers at these national level. Not that the, the guys in the state weren't good because Illinois is a great wrestling state, but um, it was just more opportunity, more chances to uh, just hang out with my dad too at the same time, honestly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can, I can a hundred percent identify with that because that's like me and my dad's thing. You know, like we go, we go to the national tournament every year, and it's just like father son trip. Like that's what we talk about, what we watch. Um, and I remember growing up, 
whenever we went to tournaments, we would go and we would go early, like the minute the doors opened and we'd weigh in and then we'd hit like Waffle House or something, right? Yeah. Which is awful. I mean, it's not good for performance, but you know, when you're a kid, you know, you're, you're 10 years old, whatever, bounce back from that crap in five minutes. So um, was there anything when you were traveling around with your dad that you guys used to do, you know, like weigh-ins or after tournaments or anything like yeah. that? So I think of like two things specifically when I like reminisce on the times my dad driving. Um, I think about um, like wagering my dad, I'm like dad, like if I win this tournament, like can we go get ice cream afterwards or like can we go to Dairy Queen, especially at um, the state tournament when I was um, like nine, 10 years old. I remember always being in Danville, Illinois and being like, dad, if I win, can we go to uh, Dairy Queen? So that was kind of like an old tradition. And then um, I think probably the biggest thing, um, so I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but I'm one of 10 children and uh, I'm the second oldest in my family and I have a, I have a ton of little brothers so growing up, I um, when I was especially younger, like my mom was always um, with a newborn or um, at home, what, whatever the case may be. So I was always coming uh, to times with like having a younger brother or multiple younger brothers. And me and my dad, I was talking about being like, yeah, one day it'll be me, you and Sammy in the car. One day it'll be me, you, Sammy and Rocco. One day, blah, blah, blah. And like all my other brothers and like always like kind of like looking in the future and being like, yeah, one day it's not going to be just me and you, dad. We'll have all the little, little boys with us. So. I think that was like definitely like the number one thing I remember from those road trips. My dad, I was being like, man, like this is awesome that we're spending time together right now. But like in a few years, like there's gonna be like three, four of us, two of us in the car. So yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to the future with my dad, no doubt. That's wild. I mean, you said you had ten siblings, right? Yeah, I'm one of ten. One of ten. Okay, yeah, because Coach Garland actually texted me like last night. He goes just so you know this is what you're dealing with and he sent me it was like the christmas card from your family and it was like yeah it was 10 of you uh um, yeah. that was wild because uh, he mentioned it so that's that's man that's wild i mean does any of your siblings do they wrestle yeah all my um all my brothers wrestle it was actually kind of nice because my uh my brother sammy he's a um junior in high school right now and we're finally at the age and kind of like the same size but we can wrestle together he weighs around 120. Obviously, wrestle 33, so we can wrestle like pretty hard now together. So that's awesome. And then I have um, three brothers that all weigh right around 60 to 75 pounds. Um, Rocco, Anthony, and Kyle are their names, and they're all super like close in age and size. So that's three perfect drill partners for them. And then I got another uh, brother named Johnny, who's um, I'd say 40, 45 pounds. So we're just slowly getting him into the mix too, but. Um, yeah, everyone wrestled with my family. Man, that's wild. Got your own program over there. Yeah, um, we got six out of ten right now, so. That's cool. Well, it sounds like whenever, I mean, I guess it sounds like all the younger brothers, except for the one that's a junior, probably pretty similar in age or pretty, like, I guess they're spread out probably. But, like, I got to imagine at one point your dad's going to have to, like, rent a bus to take everybody to tournaments yeah. on the weekends. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, oh, luckily, Luckily, they're all really small, so we can um, we can pile in cards pretty easily. Yeah, that's awesome, um, man. But uh, so one other thing that uh, that I caught in there, you were talking about, you know, going to to get ice cream at Dairy Queen or whatever after state tournaments, um, and it like most people go to the state tournament and they're like, man, I want to win a state title. Like this is like this is all. You're like, if I win, will you take me to get ice cream? Like yeah. that's wild. So. It, 
I don't know. I, I I didn't go back that far, but did you were you able to to go get ice cream a couple times? You yeah. won a couple youth youth titles. Yep. Yeah. In um in uh, intermediate state, um, I def I won two um state titles when I was nine and ten. So obviously, I really wanted to win, but I mean, I remember just being like, yeah, I mean, state titles dope, but I mean, an ice cream sounds <laughs> pretty even sweeter right now. Well, I was just thinking no like this. If somebody's like, man, I want to get ice cream. Will you get me ice cream if I win the state title? Like, that's somebody that's already been there and done that, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, that's, it was, it, it, that was like the top, the, I'm not going to say the number one thing on my mind, but I mean, when I was wrestling, it was like, I mean, come on. Yeah. Why not? Why, why not push a little harder for that ice cream, right? Heck yeah. Um, that's cool, man. But I, I want to hear a little bit more about your high school career, too, because, you know, when I, I looked back, you did win an Illinois state title, um, but, I, I honestly wasn't able to find much about the whole career. So just kind of walk us through your high school career and how that went and, you know, how you did. Yeah, so um, um, I was very small my first two years of high school. I, um, I didn't weigh above 100 pounds until my sophomore year of high school. So I walked into my freshman year of high school. I weighed um, right around 90 pounds, 92 pounds, if that. And um, I was actually, I started on JV. I didn't even wrestle varsity in my first year of high school just because my, my best friend now, um, Christian Robinson, he, um, he was a starting 106 pounder and I was the um, starting 100 pounder on the JV team. I was super small and actually, oddly enough, um, I wrestled for um, Carl Sandler High School in Illinois. We used to go to the clash every single year. And um, in Minnesota, they have a rule because they can allow seventh and eighth graders to wrestle in the state tournament, but you have to weigh a minimum of um, 92 pounds at the time and I weighed like 90 pounds so like I was like I remember like getting weighing because it was two day weighing first day I weighed in like under 90 whatever the, the uh, weight was and they were like uh he's, he's he's not heavy enough to wrestle we were like what, what do you mean I'm, there's a I gotta weigh something so for the second day of the tournament I had to like I was like pounding Gatorades like pounding water right before I had to step on the scale just to like be able to like potentially weigh in so that's pretty much how I would uh, sum up my first year of high, uh, freshman year. I, um, I, I won JV conference, no big deal. Um, it was pretty big deal, JV conference champ over here. So I did that yeah. and, and um, sophomore year, I, um, I broke like 100 pounds in the fall, whatever it was. And I um, had a decent year, didn't really have anything special. Took second place at regionals at 106, weighing somewhere around 100. And then um, I lost in the, section, in the sectionals and I think two matches before the um, blood round. So I, I, I think I had, I, I think I was two matches with even qualifying for state. So nonetheless, didn't qualify for state. My um, sophomore year was pretty heartbroken. Um, that was definitely um, very humbling, the whole experience. And one of those things where I had a decent uh, grade school experience, was wrestling really good. I was very undersized, but luckily they had weight classes that accommodated for me and didn't get to wrestle the state term my freshman or sophomore year of high school just because sizing really and I mean honestly I mean probably could have done a little different stuff to prepare my wrestling style for that but didn't work out nonetheless and then my junior year was weighing like 108 110 somewhere in there Russell 106 easy make for 106 and I um, was having a good season uh, wrestled um, multiple guys wrestled uh, magical real woods uh, throughout the year and they both um, they both were at my weight and Wrestled um, this kid named Kirk Johansson from Glenbar North a couple of times. Had a few had a loss to him during the season, and um, this kid named Darvel Flag from Joliet 
the time and I um, ended up wrestling a kid that I lost to a couple times previously in my career in the semifinals of the state tournament um, at Darwell Flag and ended up winning that match and making it to the state finals against uh, Mikhail McGee, who's at ASU now. And um, me and him wrestled um, under grade school together, uh, good guy. And we were, it was tied 0-0 going into the second period. And um, I can't remember if I started down or on top in the second, whatever it was. And I ended up getting cradled and I was pinned in the finals of my junior year. And McGee ended up um, taking first and I took second. So um, that happened my junior year. That was definitely uh, another very humbling experience. Um, definitely um, stunk getting um, your dream kind of crushed like that. But um, nonetheless, it happened. Um, so yeah, that happened. And then the summer of um, going into my senior year, that's when I went to Fargo. Obviously, Illinois, big freestyle Greco State. That was a that was some somewhere I felt pretty comfortable at wrestling um, both styles and. At that point, that's when I um, I wrestled 106 at Freestyle and Greco, won uh, double double at Fargo that year, and that kind of was like the big point of me making a bigger name for myself recruiting wise. Uh, won the state tournament. I mean, uh, won Fargo that year, and then I started my senior year at um, right in the middle of like 106, 113. wasn't 100% sure what I was going to do, um, and I was having some some doubts if I wanted to go six, I wanted to go 13. And at the time, my head coach, Eric Siebert, we were kind of anticipating me um, certifying for 106 right around Christmas time. And um, I I remember sitting at Christmas Eve night, I was with my mom upstairs and I was supposed to like certify for 106 like the next day or something like that. And I remember just like breaking down and being like, mom, I can't, I am not doing this. I am not certified for 106. Like, I'll just go 113, like this is just not gonna happen. And um, at that point, um, I made my decision, went, wrestled 113 the rest of the season. And um, I wrestled Real Woods at the, um, the Cheesehead that year. And that was our first time wrestling that season. He won that match and um, the finals tuned, so took second. And then we were in the same sectional for um, the state tournament at 113. And he won. I think we wrestled in the semifinals at um, sectionals, and he beat me in the sectional in the sectional semifinals. And then I took third at sectionals that year, and he took first, and that paired us up on the opposite side of the bracket for the state tournament. And we uh, we met in the state finals uh, again, and I was 0-2 against him for the year. And um, first period was 0-0. Second period, um, I went down. Got ridden out, 0 0 going into the third period. And he went down third, got out, and I kind of um, hit like an elbow pass with like a minute to go to a high crotch in the in, uh, third period. And I, it was literally like 55 second uh, fight to finish this one shot. And end up uh, locking up a cradle from an anchor wizard position. And I got two with like five seconds left, something like that. End up winning the match two to one. So that's kind of how um, my high school skiers went. Um, only two-time state qualifier, two-time state finalist, uh, one-time state champ, one-time runner-up. So yeah. yeah, that makes sense why you couldn't find a whole lot on me because um, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of um, uh, time at the state tournament for me. Yeah, well, I mean, it also depends on like I usually use the the school first, right? So I'll go to UVA's site and see what they got, and uh, you know, it just depends on the school and depends on the person, like what they got in there. And obviously, they had state champ, but like other than that 
I was like, all right, well, like I, I can't piece it all together. I, I have to ask him. Uh, yeah. So, hey, doesn't hurt to ask. But I, it was awesome to listen to. I mean, for me, I just like sitting here and listen to it. I could listen to it all day. Um, man, I, that's – I'm wondering – so when you were before high school, right? You said you won a couple of state titles before high school. You get into high school as a freshman, not able to make the starting lineup in varsity because you're you're too small, right? Um, and then sophomore, you know, not making it to the state tournament. How does, like, what did that do to you mentally going from what I assume was probably one of the top dudes when you're in middle school, just beating up on people, to all of a sudden, you know, you're your average or you're, you're right around there with everybody else, right? You're not making the state tournament. You're not making the lineup. Like what does that do to your, your psyche? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't, I don't want, I can't even tell you how I really felt. I'm just been, I, I don't know why, but I, I don't remember it being the type of thing when I entered my freshman year of high school where I was like really defeated that I wasn't going to start. Honestly, I, um, it, I don't want to say I expected not to, because that just doesn't sound right to be saying that, but, I knew I was so small at that point. Like I, I'm not kidding. I probably weighed like, probably weighed somewhere between 85 pounds when I walked in the doors of my freshman year. Like I was small. I knew I was small. Like I didn't look that old, and it was one of those things where I just really wanted to focus on like having a fun time wrestling, um, getting in the room with like the team that I walked into. They were state champions the year before and that year. There was tons of good guys: Con Howler, Ricky Robinson, C.J. Brookie. Um, like there was just guys all over that team that were like really good um, wrestlers at the time, and I was just happy that I could like be in the room with them and potentially make the um, 20 man starting roster. Like I wasn't even, I, I it was just like I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to wrestle. I'm having fun on JV. I'm wrestling guys that are my size. I'm not wrestling guys that are like 30 pounds bigger than me. So I was having fun with it. Like uh, I my um, my buddy Christian Robinson who started at 106 that year. Um, a couple times he was sick. So I got to wrestle a few matches my first year uh, on varsity. I won a handful. I probably won, probably won like eight and three or something like that my first year on varsity as a freshman. So I was getting matches. So I was, I was, I was happy. I was, I was making it work best as I could. And then I think sophomore year, I can say I definitely felt it more, especially um, just because I was losing like, Obviously, I was starting that year, so I was losing matches. Like, and I was wasn't doing too good. wasn't wasn't having like a breakthrough win. Like, I was kind of waiting for a breakthrough win. Never really happened. And then at regionals, lost in the finals, sectionals, it didn't wrestle good. And I remember just bawling my eyes out after I didn't like win and uh, qualify for um, state in like the hallway of Hinsdale Central. Like, I, I still remember it. Like, and I remember just sitting there and being like, "This is awful. Like, this is this this is tough." Like. Because, like I said, my freshman year, I didn't like my expe- expectations weren't that high. I kind of like was complacent with just growing as a wrestler and whatnot. But my sophomore year, it was just like, yeah, you're small, but like, dude, like, figure it out, man. Like, you, you kind of start to see it. Yeah, like, what are, what are you doing right now? Like, you're like, you're you're not doing it like what you're what you should be doing. So that one was definitely a humble experience. And when I wrestled my junior year, that's when I was like. The entire time I was like, that sucked. Like, we're not trying to feel that again. That was that was awful. Yeah. And um, when it happened my junior year, it definitely um, definitely felt a lot better because I um, was able to wrestle people my size. Yeah. So I'm wondering, also, you know, what 
you had that point right after sophomore year where you, you weren't able to make the state tournament and you kind of realize like you're right there like this sucks I don't want to feel this anymore I want to get there next year and then you turn around and not only do you get to the tournament next year but you make the state finals so what what changes did you make besides just the okay I actually want to like be per, I want to be good I want to be here next year like what changes did you actually make that got you there yeah, I'd say the biggest changes were um, honestly freestyle Greco. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a lot of emphasis on that. I think going to Fargo and wrestling on cadet dual teams and wrestling at Fargo with at whatever weight that was always really good for me because there was always weight classes around me. It wasn't like when I was freshman sophomore I was giving up weight because the weight classes were so far apart. I was able to wrestle guys my age and my size at Fargo and duels where I was wrestling how I should and I think that was the point where I was wrestling with so many different guys from Illinois going to Izzy style going to Oak Park going to Sandberg I mean just having like so much like it was like constant like and I was wrestling all summer I always wrestled all summer but like this was like I think that was the difference because I was doing good at Fargo and it was at the point where um, almost a little pressure for myself too it was like you, you haven't been here um, you are a junior in high school. People are getting recruited now, like, and you have, you don't have any anyone saying anything to you. No letters, no one reaching out. Like this, this, this is on you. You've worked too hard. You've been driven too many places. You've had way too much training partners, not to wrestle good. And it wasn't like a matter. Honestly, I don't really accredit it to like something I found overnight. Like I, I, I think of my wrestling career as like always being a guy with a lot of technique, having the coaches having the drill partners, having um, the accolades. I had it. It was just, it's it's time. It, it's time to go. Size ain't an issue anymore. You're at the weight. It, just go. And I think it was just like that switch, that not even like a mental switch where I was just like, okay, I weigh one or six. This, now it's go. I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to freaking win. Yeah. So, man, I, and I'm wondering next, sorry, I'm writing something down real quick. Um, I got to, Got to find something good for a, a promo for it, man, and that's that's good right there. But uh, I'm wondering, you talked about obviously your junior year making the state finals, your senior year you won a state title. In between there, you actually you said you won Fargo, you actually won both, right? You won yeah. freestyle and Greco Fargo, which is pretty insane to do. I mean, it's it's cool enough. I mean, it's it's hard enough going to Fargo and, and making the finals let alone winning both freestyle and Greco. So I'm wondering at what point did you start getting those, those college offers and, and started getting college attention? Um, was it, you know, when you made the finals as a junior or was it, you know, way at the end? Like when did yeah. you actually start getting contacted? So I think my first offer, not offer, but like first college showing interest into me was I think, um, I think it was April or May, whatever it was, of my junior year. Coach Garland and at the time, Coach Lean and Coach Gavin were the first people that showed interest in me. I went to a um, Oak Park River Forest um, camp. It was a day clinic or whatever. And um, Mike Powell um, texted my dad and was like, hey, we got Virginia coming in today. Um, I think Louie should come and uh, wrestle with the guys. And I remember showing up. And um, I'm pretty sure Coach Lean at the time was running the camp. And really good camp, uh, it was good. And I remember him like telling me, hey, are your grades up? And I was like, 
you mean my grades are up? How, how the hell do you know if my, what my grades are? I mean, that's completely like irrelevant to this conversation, but that no. was like just further talk about like the first time a college reached out to me and they were like the first ones that really stayed interested in me. Um, uh, so at my high school, Carl Sandberg, we have a big University of Illinois connection. Um, the Poles brothers, the Poles family, the Siebert family, a uh, big um, pipeline with U of I there. And they would come on to um, the wrestling room at, at Sandberg pretty often just because the connection and they knew the guys wrestling there. So U of I was interested um, uh, here and there just because of Sandberg and being an Illinois guy, they came to press a couple of times. They were interested. And then right after Fargo, I won. I got a little bit more offers. Ohio University reached out. Um, I talked to someone from Michigan State a little bit. Um, West Point a little bit. So a handful, I'd say probably about four, if that five schools reached out to me in total. And, um, but UVA was the, um, they showed major interest. It was definitely a connection right there. They came to my house twice for um, house visits. Um, talked to me at Fargo when I was down there. Uh, obviously the camp that I went to at Oak Park. So they were putting in the most effort, putting the most interest into me, showing the most um, love back. And I was like, this is awesome. And it was at the point and they, they came for their second um, house visit. I'm pretty sure it was Coach Lean and Gavin at the time. Nonetheless, and they like were leaving, and my uh, mom pulled me to the side, and she was like, "Me and Dad think that you should um, commit to UVA," and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I, I want to too. I just don't know how to say it." And we were like at my front door, and they were like about to leave, and I was like trying like to tell them I wanted to commit, but I didn't know how to say it. I was like, "Yeah, I, I really like UVA. I really want to go there," and they were like, "Same way. We really like you too, Louie. Like, hope it works out." And my mom, like, luckily she butted in. She was like, he, he, he wants to commit. He, he just, he's not getting the words out. And it was just like, oh my God, you're committing. And it was like, yeah, and I committed kind of right there. So yeah, definitely a um, handful of schools, but um, UVA was showing the most interest in me for that matter. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, and Garland, actually, that was one of the things he said too before. He, he asked to ask about your, your house visit with uh, all the siblings and everything. Like, I don't know if that's what he was talking about with, you know, you're committing kind of as they're walking out the door uh that's that's wild i mean i can imagine like how stressful that has to be like it's yeah. it's not just saying hey man like i want a pizza or something you yeah, know like yeah. you're, you're committing to go to a college for four to five six however many years i remember like when it happened because um we have like a little rustling um gym in our basement at the time and there we were like showing them all around my house like hey this this is where we wrestle me and my brothers and they were like, they were loving it. We were loving everything. And like, that's when they were going to my mom pulled me aside. She was like, yeah, you should commit. And I was like, yeah, I want to. And I remember like sitting at my front door, like saying I wanted to commit to UVA, but them just being like, yeah, yeah, us too. And I was like, all right, I tried. And then like, my mom, <laughs> thank God my mom said something. Yeah. I heard my dad because I, I, I was, I didn't know how to say it. Cause I was like, like, like you said, like, I want to commit here. I'm going to UVA. Like it's it's like when you're 17, 18 years old, don't yeah. really, don't really know how to do that kind of thing yet. Well, it's an odd situation, especially like I feel like most people kind of call on the phone or something or visit like with the purpose of that. They're like, hey, just want to let you know, like I'm committing. It's not like yeah. usually at the end of the visit or at the end of the call, like oh by the way, like yeah. it's it's kind of a different situation, you know. Um, no, that's that's really cool, man. And I'm I'm interested. You know, you said you had several different schools reaching out to you, right? Um, obviously, you're from Illinois, so U of I. I can't imagine. Like, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not familiar with 
Illinois, but I, I can't imagine that's too far away from home, right? So, yeah. like, what exactly was it about UVA? Like, why why UVA over the rest of them? Was it just the fact that they showed interest uh, before everybody else and, like, were continually there? Or, you know, was there something on the visit or the coaches or, like, what all went into that decision? Yeah, I would say um, at the time, like I said, I um, they came to two house visits with me. They had uh, invited me to a clinic one way or another, how that happened. And um, I saw them at Fargo. And when you're that young and you're an, eight, you're an 18, 17 year old kid and like, and you got a college coach kind of like showing you that much interest, it, I was like, dude, this is like, this is so cool that someone wants me like this bad. Like they're showing interest. Like, and I remember it's like, I went for an unofficial visit with Coach Garland and um, right after Virginia Beach duels of my um, junior year. And I wrestled good. I think I went undefeated at 7 0, 8 0, or something like that. So I was coming off a good tournament. And I was with my dad, my sister, a couple of my brothers, and we were like walking around UVA for the first time. And just, I remember we met Coach Garland in the parking lot, and he was uh, explaining to me how he got pinned in the state finals one year. And I was telling him how I got pinned in the state finals like three months ago. So we were bonding over that. He was showing me UVA. And I don't know if you've been to UVA, but it's, it's, it's uh, such a cool place. I remember like walking down the lawn with my dad and my siblings and just being like, this place is awesome. So when I saw the place, I was like, this is, this is, this is just amazing. I, amazing. I, I, architecturally cool and going in deeper in the visits when they would come for the house visits and explain to me like their vision with the program, um, what kind of um, academics they offer, um, the sports, the team, you name it. I was just like, I mean, obviously, when people you, when you ask kids, especially that go to these some of these schools, like, what made you really want to go to UVA? Like, oh, the academics, the the coaches, the family. This, it was all awesome. And honestly, I want to say it was a mixture of obviously the academics, but more than anything, it was that interest and them really showing, going that extra mile to me to show that they really cared about me. Not that those other schools didn't care about me. They did, but. The way that UVA was presenting it, especially Coach Garland was presenting it to me at the time, it was just like, like how do you not, how do you not want to wrestle for someone or a program that is putting this much effort and like, I don't want to say love because that that sounds like corny into it, but like putting all this like time and yeah. compassion yeah. into you, like it was like for me it was like no brainer. Like you're doing this now and I'm not even on the team. Do you imagine like what it's gonna be like when I'm actually on the team if they're doing this now? So. That's what I would say. I would say just that, that compassion, that yeah. energy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I can imagine what it's like to be kind of like courted, you know, when you're going around it, and especially when they're. It, it just seems like, from everybody I've talked to, and, and kind of the same situation, is people really end up matching up where they need to be. You know, like you end up finding the guys that you need to be around, the program you need to be around, um, and it ends up working out. So I, I'm wondering too. You know, when you you get there, right? You actually get on campus and you start at UVA, um, and, and even up till now. I mean, you've been there for five years now, right? Five years. Yeah, so, yeah, like, if you were to explain the culture of UVA wrestling to somebody, right? Like, I'm I'm a guy that that might be looking at UVA. Just what's the culture like around the program? Yep. So I would say relationships. Um, 
I would say that's the number one thing that I would tell someone. Um, the guys on the team, the guys that have been on the team, the guys that never was on the team, were really close. Um, I'm, t- I'm thinking guys right now, Jay Ello, Justin McCoy, Vic Marcelli, Robbie Patrick, um, guys that I'm like going, like seeing all the time that like were super close to the point where I wasn't even close with a lot of those guys, like my second and third year. But like now I'm a fifth year and I'm super close to them. Like it's just like multiple relationships. Like I'm really close with like Dan Spencer and Ken- and one of our guys in Christian Kinsey and Earl Hall. Like you're close with so many different guys. Like and it's it's almost like like the, your coaches are your best friends too. Like Coach Garland, Trent, and Travis and Earl, and then uh, previously Trevor. Like it's a it's a giant family. Like you're going. I went to Travis's like gender reveal party. Like. I went I, I at Trent's house, like watching him build a tree house for his kids. Like I was at Garland's doing like air dying sprints. Like, like it's like, it's not just, I'll see you at practice and um, I'll see you at lift. Like I'm like, I'm in your family. Like I'm doing big things. Like coach Garland is like staying with the first years in their dorms for um, Christmas and Christmas day. Like that's like the type of like relationships we have with each other. And you got especially with COVID now like you really realize it how much it stinks like you can't even like like it's frowned upon to like go to like one of your teammates house because like all this like COVID restrictions and like you you really learn and realize how much you miss that and how close the team is because it's one of those things where you name at work at colleges at schools teams whatever it may be everyone's like oh our culture is amazing culture culture it's it, the word is thrown around left and right how great yeah. people's cultures are and i i think culture like there's are there are really good cultures everywhere and i think specifically at uva it's relationships it's one of the pillars of the program and those relationships extend further like i i was on a networking call with um one of the alumni uh chris hunter today like asking for career advice um i still talk to george DiCamillo. camillo like he graduated five years ago I was at a, my buddy's wedding this summer. Like, it's just, it's crazy the relationships you have with people. And it's just, I think it's a token of this place is special because the people. The, 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 place isn't spe- the place isn't special because it is. It's special because of people who have been here, people who you've met. And I think that everyone here is that, just like everywhere else, they, people want to help everywhere. But um, at UVA, I think. They want to see you succeed, and they want to see, see you succeed off the mat and mat, not just on the mat. Because a lot of these relationships I have, they're extend, they're they're further than just wrestling, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, you're speaking my language. I, I mean, everybody's different, and I don't know, you know, what you know every other person looks for when when they're picking a college. But um, I mean. I think that's the best way to answer that question. I think you said it right. Like people throw, you know, culture around all the time. They talk about, oh, we're, we work hard or we do this, we do that. Like everybody works hard, right? It's college wrestling. Yeah. Like everybody does this and that. But like that that kind of family atmosphere, like that, that's not something you're going to find everywhere, you know? And like that's no. just not – it's it's not going to happen. So I, I think when you find somewhere like that that – clicks and that you're going to you know gender reveal parties and like the head coach is staying in the in the dorm on christmas yeah. like that's wild that's special. so it's, um i always I, I tell people it pretty often um greatest thing i'm taking away from uva is my relationships i've made it's plain and simple it's not the degrees it's not the awards i've got the participation medal i got from ncas it's um <laughs> it's strictly the relationships that 
we've made at UVA because they're special and they're, those are going to last. Like, I know for sure. Okay, I got to ask, since you said that, is that a real thing? Is, like, is there a legit yeah. participation medal? Yeah, I have it right over there. I, oh, wow. I have two participation medals. They're, they're awesome. I have, they're on my desk right now. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I, hey, yep. that's pretty cool, you, man. You qualify for NCAAs, you get a participation medal. <laughs> Very cool. Um, man, I didn't know that. That's that's cool. But, yeah, so, I mean, you answered a lot of my questions, honestly, that I had. Um, but you talked a little bit about the coaching staff. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to have several conversations with all of them and um, bring them on the podcast a couple times. And, I, I mean, Coach Garland – might be one of the most energetic people I've ever met in my life. Like, and I mean that for me, like I can listen to him, like even text. And I just, I want to go like run through a brick wall afterwards. You know, like the dude's yeah. just awesome. And so how have your, how's it been with those guys? Do you have any crazy stories for us about the coaches? I've heard all kinds of them, but you know, everybody's got new ones. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking the most recent story with coach Garland is, um, we, um, we were playing softball as a team last week, and um, we had um, me, Jay, Brian Courtney, and Dent were captains for the um, team. And um, I don't know what I was thinking. I know Coach Garland's from um, New York with the Yankees, and he was a big baseball guy. But for some reason, I just overlooked him, and I did not draft him. And he was on Jay's team, and, like, every time he was hitting the bat on bat or in the outfield, like, he was chirping me. He was like, should have picked me, Lou. Should have picked me, Lou. And he hit a couple, he hit like one dinger. And I remember him just like, kind of like staring me down while he was like running down the bases. And I was like, well, um, if we play next week, I'm drafting you coach. Cause that, that was impressive. Like definitely overlooked it, but um, coach Garland, good baseball player, real and softball specifically. Got, 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 got a thing for it. He's got the skills. Um, yep. Man, I, he, he told me one, too. He, he said to ask about uh, the time. Apparently, two years ago, he headlocked you in practice, and you bit him. So he, he <laughs> sounds about right. made sure that I brought that one up. I don't know if you remember that or, or what. Yeah, I mean, when you when you uh, brought up my relationship with Coach Garnett, and I think the first couple of times, like when we first wrestled, we wrestled JPJ. It was like my first time in the summer at school, and Coach Garland ducked the living heck out of me, like, super ducked me and he definitely got some really good ones on me and then like as I got a little bigger the playing field got a little uh the gap narrowed a little bit and I think it was like two three years ago whatever it was and I think coach Garland had locked me so hard like I think my 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 arm was my nose was in my elbow whatever it was and I wasn't getting on my back like it was so tight and then coach Garland like you say super interesting he was screaming I remember like and I remember being like, if, if I don't bite him, like I'm gonna, I'm not gonna get off my back. And I, his, like I said, my arm was in my face, his arm was there, and I just, I think I just kind of blacked out for a second and bit him, and I got off my back. But um, like you said, he still remembers it, and he still reminds me of it from time to time about how I bit him. I um, I also with uh, Trent pretty recently, and he's always reminded me about how he rides me or he takes me. And I was like, oh man, that was so sweet when I rode you for three minutes the other day or that was so sweet when I did this I'm just like I'm not, I'm not you, you can't escape it you're they're gonna beat you up so um I remember one time we were wrestling at Pitt and I was um cutting some weight I wasn't feeling too good Travis no mercy 
beat the living crap out of me for like an hour straight. I was like trying to lose weight. Travis was like, nope, trying to, I'm just, you're gonna have to get on bottom. And I think I got ridden for probably about like majority of it. And to keep me from not sitting on bottom because I was tired from just cutting weight, he would just start like jabbing at my sides, like tickling me. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna fight? You're gonna fight, Louie? And I was like, I am gonna fight. I'm just <laughs> freaking out. So they, um, they, they definitely know how to, um, they, they know where I'm not good and headlock coach Garland, um, and Travis just riding the, the piss out of me, I guess. So, yeah. Hey man, you know what is, if it's off the mat, right. If you're just practicing, like it all goes, you know, yeah, there's right no right. referee there to, to call you. Um, so behind closed doors doesn't matter. Exactly. I wouldn't, you fight do. Any, I wouldn't fight any of guys closed doors though for that matter. If we weren't off the mat, I would not mess with any of them. Oh, no bad. way. Um, all right, man. Well, I, I was going to ask you one of, my, one of my big questions is, you know, if I'm a recruit and I'm looking at my at schools, right? UVA is on my list. Then why would I pick UVA? You mentioned uh, the relationships, right? So that's the big deal. Um, you pretty much already answered my question, but I just wanted to see, like, is there anything else that, that you want to add to that? Like, you know, if I was if I was making a decision between UVA and school X, like, why would I pick UVA? Okay. If you're picking besides, if you're picking UVA, and I already told you about relationships. I'd say the second best thing that UVA offers is the, um, the academics. I, I, I truly think UVA academics is unreal. Um, the experience I've had with it is second to none with the, the teachers, the professors, and it's to the point with me where the my professors are super close with me. I email them, I ask for advice, I'm emailing them um, for job advice, career advice, uh, just mentors, honestly. And I think they are so knowledgeable to people at UVA. Like, I'm really into the whole, the whole education thing at UVA, but they're so smart, some of these professors, that like, it's, it's, it's insane. And the network of people that wanna help you at UVA, because let's face it, you're, when you're a recruit, you're thinking wrestling, and I'm UVA wrestling, blah, blah, blah. It's such a great uh, place to be. Wrestling is awesome, but the academic side of it is going to set you so far in advance. And the connections you have with these people, with your professors, your classmates, forget the relationships you have with your uh, teammates for a second, because that's awesome. But people are so smarter and they want to help. It's crazy how many people I've had in like my master's program that are willing to help. Hey, Lou, you need to, I, you, I saw you needed help with some finance stuff. I got you. Um, Professor um, K, is it cool if I come in for um, some help with strategy day? Yeah, yeah, come on in, Louie. Like, yeah, let's, let's work this out. And it's pretty tailored. I mean, you have, a, you have an abundance of academics to choose from. You have business, you have an engineering school, it's amazing, you have architecture, you have liberal arts, you name it, they have it. And it's it's got something for everything and it's, you're not gonna leave UVA without remembering something. You're, of course, you're gonna take classes that you don't, that you're just taking a take, but you're gonna leave this place with a new sense of knowledge because at least when I came in, uh, school specifically wasn't that important to me. I'm coming out with so much important stuff and I, I value it so much. So between the relationships you're gonna build with your teammates and your coaches, the relationships you're gonna build with your um, teachers is amazing the relationships you're gonna build with classmates is astounding because there's some smart people out there 
and there's a ton of them at UVA. And then I'm not going to sit. I'm not going to. I'm going to build on relationships one more time. The uh, like lifting coaches, amazing. Uh, nutritionists, amazing. Team doctors, amazing. Strength coaches, amazing. Psychologists, amazing. Like the people that you have at your disposal from UVA are it's second none. You have the, the relationships are are so plentiful that it's not just you're you're never alone. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how difficult it is, there's always someone there that's caring for you, that wants to see you succeed, and is willing to drop anything and everything for you, from top to bottom. Lily can't, it can't think of someone, and on the team, at the school, on staff that wouldn't help me, and I feel pretty confident that I would do the same for them. It's a whole big give and uh, receive thing over here because you know what you have, but you're ready to back it up as well. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, it's it's got to be cool to have that that much support around you, and like literally, no matter what aspect of of life that you you need help with, or you're struggling with, or you want extra work in, like it sounds like there's always somebody there for you, and not only somebody there, but like somebody that cares and somebody that is good at their job, and um, you know, that, like that that's got to be got to be a big deal when you're there and and in the grind of the season, especially. Um, but I, I wanted to kind of transition to your career, right? Because we talked about your high school career. Uh, we talked a lot about UVA and, and kind of how awesome it is. Um, but I want to get into your actual college career, right? Because it's kind of winding down. You're in the last year or two, whatever your plan is. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to ask you about that later too. But starting from the beginning, right? You get to UVA and you're coming off a state title in Illinois. It's one of the best wrestling states in America, right? So you got to think, you know, I'm the man. You get there, you redshirt that first year, go 19 and 10. Uh, what was the plan that first year? Like, did did you want to redshirt? And um, how did that redshirt grow your game that first year? Yeah, I would say, um, honestly, kind of similar situation. I didn't know if I was going to be big enough my first year of college. I walked in at 120 pounds and Obviously, um, I, I think one of the biggest things for, or at least I hope to God that college coaches didn't think I just wasn't a good wrestler. I think a lot of co- college coaches saw me and were like, I don't know if he's gonna be big enough. I, I don't, I don't know if he's ever gonna be a big enough 125 pounder. So I think between that and um, just my overall weight, I wasn't sure if I was gonna be big enough to wrestle 125 right away. And I was, I was okay with it. I was like, all right, oh, it's red shirt, go to a few opens. Um, not, we're not gonna try pushing it too hard. We'll see how um, much I, how much weight I gain. And then I wrestled at my first um, college open, and I took third, went like four and one or something like that. And then wrestled a couple more, took third, took fifth. Never won an open my first year, but I was always in it, and I was always um, one match. And I, for some reason, I always seemed to lose like the first or second round, and I always had to wrestle in the wrestle back. So I'd always end every single open like four and one, five and one, five and two. So I got a lot of exposure and I wrestled, like I said, nine, I think you said 19 and 10. And it was good, I wrestled the Southern Scuffle and I remember, um, didn't, I didn't even think I was gonna go to the Southern Scuffle. I remember Coach Lean at the time was like, yo, Louie, you wanna go to Southern Scuffle? And quite, I remember telling him like, like nah, Coach, it's all good. Like, I'm just, I can wrestle the other opens. Like, I, I honestly didn't have much confidence, I think, at the time. But I was like, I'm gonna go to the Scuffle and get like, I'm not gonna do good. And um, I was like, yeah, I'll just do the opens. I'll just wrestle the other first years. And 
go from there. So I wrestled like on like the 23rd or whatever. And I took sec, I took like third or something like that. I think I lost to Gage Curry that weekend. And um, he was like, Coach Lane was like, hey, there's a spot up on the scuffle. You want to go? And I was like, yeah, I, I guess so. And I went to the scuffle and um, I lost to uh, Piccinini like first round, like did a lot better than I thought. I think I lost like six to two or something like that. I don't, I, I, I didn't win. And then I ended up wrestling um, the other guys didn't, didn't uh, place, but I wrestled a lot better than I thought. And that was kind of like my whole first year. I was just like, well, I got some decent matches. Didn't, um, did a lot better than I thought. Russ didn't win any opens, but I mean, I definitely had a lot of fun wrestling college wrestling. So that was kind of like the whole first year thing. And I didn't really anticipate ever having my rusher pull. Jack was doing really well at 25 regardless. And the whole plan from when I was recruited and when I got there was you're going to redshirt your first year, Louie, and then we'll go from there. So didn't, didn't even think about having my retro pulled on it my first year. And then, um, yeah, sorry, pretty much cut you off. No, you're good. Well, I was just wondering, like, there, there's obviously a difference going from high school to college. And I think that's something good to ask everybody about is, you know, what was – for you because you know going going having a winning record in red shirt is is significant right a lot of people come into college and they red shirt and they they're 50 50 or they give a four and 12 or like whatever and like that's that's pretty normal right because it's it's a completely new level of wrestling right so what was it that you found out was the difference that made a successful high school wrestler a successful college wrestler wrestle on the mat Simple as that. It was, at least for me, it was it was pretty simple. You gotta be able to get on the bottom, and you gotta be able to have at least a minute of riding time. I think that's literally the same answer that every single other person has said. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it really stinks because it took me um, four years to really realize that. For some reason, I didn't let that get in my head for the last um, couple of years. That you have to be good on top, bottom, and your feet. So, um, yeah, I'd say the biggest thing from high school to college and still college from second to third whatever year you gotta be able to wrestle on the mat you can't just wrestle on your feet because someone will ride you and it will tire the little crap out of you if you can't get out of bottom and um i learned that one really fast and yeah it, it's, it's it's that simple yeah you gotta be on the mat i think it's it's hilarious because I, I don't know how many people i've talked to yet but like literally every single one of y'all it's like immediate it's like gotta get out on bottom yeah <laughs> everybody it, it, it's so it's so small it's it, it's literally just one on bottom and yeah. like i said I, when i wrestle my brother i'm like you're gonna be good on bottom before you get there because i you're not falling the same mistake as i am because that'll break you yeah well i mean you say you say it didn't really click until later but you know i wanted to jump to your freshman year which was an awesome year right like you said you 19 and 10 as a redshirt freshman like that's good right it's a very good year um but you even stepped it up uh, another step as a freshman you know first year in the lineup starting at 125 as a freshman and you went 31 and 8 so i mean it i think that's impressive in itself because you know there, there's levels to these things even within within college right like you know i gotta imagine wrestling in red shirt at open tournaments like you wrestle in other red shirts it's like it's almost like jv uh in high school right and then you get into the starting lineup and you're wrestling everybody's number one guy and you're 31 and 8 you made the round of 12 at the ncaa tournament um 
you know, tell us about that freshman year and like, how did you, how were you able to find success so early? Yeah, I, um, I did not want to lose and I didn't think I was going to lose. I didn't, especially after I won the Clarion Open. I, um, I was, I was feeling good. I, um, beat Taylor Lamont that weekend. I bought, beat, um, can't his name, but from Clarion. And I was wrestling, um, I wrestled really well. It's probably one of the better tournaments I've ever wrestled in college wrestling, honestly was that um, second year tournament at Clarion. And I think it was at that point where I was like, dude, I, this is, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be good. This is going to be special. Wrestled Suriano the next week, lost. I mean, didn't, um, didn't wrestle too good, but I was like, dude, like, this is the number like two guy in the country. And I didn't just, like, I didn't lose that bad. Like, I mean, I think I got majored, but it wasn't like, wasn't being a beat down. And, kind of was like the train was keep going keep going Russell of that Vegas that couple of weeks later and I lost like for I li- I was I was the like I was I was I was on the mat at 9am and I lost to some Cor- Cornell kid and um can't remember his name but he beat me first round and I had to wrestle all the way back and I on my way back I was beaten I remember I beat Chris Williams who was an Illinois guy and that was I was like, dude, I'm like beating guys from Illinois that are like two years older than me now. And then I wrestled Luke Welsh from Purdue and uh, but I can't beat him. And I was like, like I'm 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 rolling now. I wrestled um Hildebrand from Central Michigan, beat him and Russell Bax. And then I um wrestled um Christian Moody from Oklahoma for seventh eighth. And I I I, I, I got I also got teched by um Ethan Lezak. Like and it was a weekend of like, I, I think I wrestled like eight times. My weight sucked when I got there. I was cutting weight, but it was like so full of ups and downs where I was like, dude, like I'm like, I'm wrestling guys. Like I'm, and I'm wrestling good. And it was the train kept on going and it kept on going and it kept on going. And then ACC duels came and I was doing good at that. And then you roll into um, ACC's and nationals and I remember I took second at, when I got to nationals. We only had two spots, and I was super, not super nervous, but like the whole thing with um, like qualifications is obviously it's a little nerve wracking when you got two because you got to make the finals. And I end up um, making the finals, so that was a big stress reliever. And I um, lost to Sean Faws in the finals of ACCs, and then I wrestled at Ace, at nationals. And I remember the same thing, getting there and being like this is so cool like nationals is the was the coolest thing i've, I've ever done probably it, like it was so sweet like when i got there had no nerves like i was super excited to wrestle like my weight was good and i remember uh wrestling and winning in um whatever round it was when i wrestled sean Foz and um like putting my arms up and like looking around and being like this is so sweet and then the next morning having to um I was with Suriano in the quarters and it was the morning session and even the morning session was packed and I remember like being on the mat and like looking around like being like what like this is awesome and I remember Coach Garden being like Louie focus and I was like yeah I'm gonna focus right now but there's this is freaking amazing this is so badass like there's yeah. so many people there so I think just like getting that train rolling and getting wins getting the RPI up and I was just not nervous because I had significant wins. I was wrestling good. I was I wasn't just winning either. I was getting some bonus points here and there. So once I had that train rolling, it was just like let's keep going, let's keep going. It's not, not stopping now. So I think something you said did did you say you beat Foz at NCAs? Yeah, in the um 
I can't, I mean, I can't, whatever the round is before they, uh, and you lost to them, right. what, two weeks before in the ACC finals, right? Yep. It's two questions. All right. First one, just surface level. Everybody says it. Like, how big was Sean Foss? He was pretty big. He was tall. I, um, I, I don't remember him being like super, super big. Okay. Like, just like much bigger than me, but I just remember him being like tall and being like, well, I'm like five two and you're like at least five nine. So this is, this is, this is interesting. Well, it's like but, the um, thing everybody talks about. Everybody talks about how he cut so much weight. And so I like always wondered, like, how is it wrestling him? Did he feel huge or was it just like, okay, he's just taller? When you wrestle, um, when you weigh 90 pounds in high school and you're wrestling 106 and you're, you're always lit wrestling bigger guys, I've, it's just something I just, I'm so used to it now. That it, it never really was like, I'm wrestling Sean Foss, who's a giant. Like, that's just, that's just what I've been doing my entire life. I've been wrestling yeah. guys that are much bigger than me. So for me personally, it was never like, this guy's really big. And the other thing was, you said you lost in the ACC finals to him, right? And then you turn around and you beat him at the NCAA tournament. How did that feel to get that one back? No, it was good. It was good. Sean, um, John Vaughn beat me at um, some at uh, I can't remember what tournament it was, but it was my red shirt year. He beat me at a red shirt tournament, and then he beat me at ACC finals. So um, I was two and zero going in NCAs, and I remember the entire time at um, ACCs. I was on his legs a couple times, couldn't finish. He got to my legs, finished right away. It was like one of those things where mm-hmm. I'm getting your legs. You're not letting me score, but you're getting my legs and you're scoring right away. So like, that that that's not what we need. That's an imbalance right there itself. And um, we wrestled NCAs, and it was one of those things with me where I was like, all right, I got I got nothing to lose right now. Like let, let let's go out and rip it. I'm I'm not nervous even the slightest because I've already lost. And plus, it's nationals. This is like the most stress-free environment in the world for some reason. And when I was wrestling, I was down like four to one or something. I was losing going in the third period. And um, he was winning. I think he, I think he was winning by four. And he shot in or, or something to like hold on to the lead with like 10 seconds left. And I hit a gator roll and I literally got him on his back and somehow um, got a four count from it. And we went into overtime and he took a shot and I spun around and ended up winning overtime off of a gator roll in the last 10 seconds and then a go behind. So it was um it was it was some magical stuff because I mean definitely um probably wasn't the um what a lot of people were probably thinking it was gonna happen in the last times of a match, but I remember just being like, This is awesome. This is this is so cool. I had my arms up in the air, like I was sucked out. It it was cool. It, it was it was a cool moment. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I can imagine. Um and then I gotta ask you, so on the backside, you know, looking back, this is the furthest that you made at the NCAA tournament. Uh, you made it to the blood round, ended up losing in the blood round, so you're one match away from becoming an All-American. Um, you know, walk us through that match. Who who was it that you matched up with, and, and what do you remember about, you know, the match and the feeling afterwards and, and what all it did for you? Yeah, yeah so I wrestled Sebastian Rivera for um, in the blood round. Um, it was, it was, I mean, it was... It stunk. I mean, it definitely wasn't fun. I mean, I um, I had a really bad weight cut that night. I remember, and um, George DiCamillo, thank God for his soul. He put me through a workout, and um, I luckily made weight the next day. And um, it was one of those things where my head was like so far, like just not in the right direction. Where I was like, dude, I don't want to make weight more. Like this sucked. So I was thinking about my weight before I even wrestled, which was an issue. Like, why, why am I thinking about cutting weight? 
when I'm supposed to be wrestling to get on the podium right now. Like this, like things yeah. aren't aligning right now. Your, your head's in the wrong effing place, Louie. And you can't do that to begin with, no matter who you're wrestling. And then you wrestle someone like Sebastian Bear who's good at wrestling and will 100% capitalize on someone that's not not full focused. And um, he, he, I'm pretty sure he dominated me. I'm, I can't even remember. I can't even make an excuse. He wrestled really good and I did not wrestle good. My head was in the right place. He wanted it probably a little bit more than me. So um, definitely sucked. And it, I, I want to say, unfortunately, it was it was a wake up call for me because it was like I was I was really pissed. I didn't um, um, win, but at the same time, I was like, I gotta make weight tomorrow. Like what the like what the f? Like that, that that's a terrible mentality to have. Yeah. But I was young. I was not thinking straight i was wasn't doing things right with my weight and it got it was a bad point it was it, it was a it's a very low point in my career that i was um um just didn't want to make weight and i'm not saying i lost because i didn't want to make weight but when that's in the back of your mind when you're wrestling is that you gotta have a weight cut tomorrow or that night because of it then you shouldn't win plain and simple yeah, I mean, especially you're wrestling dudes on on Sebastian Rivera's caliber, right? You're wrestling the the top guys in the country. I mean, you're right there to become an all American. So anybody in that round is, you know, arguably all American caliber. And yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be already, you know, one of the toughest matches of your life. And then coming in and not being in the right headspace, like this, definitely got to suck. Um, but you know, we learn from from the crappy situations, move on, and you know, try to get better. So. After that, you, as a junior, bumped up, uh, or not junior, a sophomore, you bumped up to 133, uh, 18 and 13 that year, and weren't able to make it back to the NCAA tournament. So what what all happened around that is what I'm wondering, because I know that obviously, I don't remember what year was what, but Jack went up to 33 and then back down to 25, so that you two were right there. Uh, what went into the decision for you to go up to 33, and how was that year for you? Um, so I'm a, I, I, I was that wasn't right. What happened? The entire situation right there. The whole thing was I robbed Fields 25 at nationals. Coaches knew I did not make, do my weight right, and it was one of those things where they were like, "You weren't you, Ross. Imagine how good you can do if you actually cut your weight right." And like you wrestled 125 last year and were doing really well. You made a blood round and you didn't cut your weight right. Do you imagine how good you can do if you actually do your weight right? It's like, yeah, like Jack's going 33 next year. He has still his red shirt. He can red shirt next year, and you can go 25 again. All right, that's the stage. Jack's um, red shirting. He's he's um, on the national team at the time for um, U23s. So um, he's he's taking uh, the year off because he's doing freestyle stuff. I'm at 25 and um, 33 is um, Courtney at the time, Brian Courtney. And what happened is. Me, I, I didn't do no, I didn't do things right. I wasn't I didn't take the summer right. I didn't I started too late in the fall, and my weight was awful. I was doing nothing right with my weight, and um, I was way too heavy before the first match against um. Can't remember who we were supposed to wrestle first match. Whatever the first duel of the year was of my second year, um, we were supposed to wrestle, and I did I could not make weight. Blue weight, plain and simple blue weight, and um. Yeah, that was not good. Team was um, definitely at the team now. I'm pretty sure we lost a duel because of it. And then um, coaches were like, "Okay, Louie, like we knew your weight was bad like two weeks ago, and then obviously you blew weight this week. Um, you can you have some time off. Like it was 
I didn't have to make weight until um, Vegas that year. And um, that was like two, three weeks in between. And same thing, caught my weight terrible. Like just, I don't know what happened. I had a terrible Thanksgiving, did not eat right. And I showed up to Vegas like eight pounds over. Like we showed up on like Wednesday night and I'd all day, all day Thursday make weight. Showed up on Wednesday like eight pounds over and my weight was just atrocious. Spent all day cutting weight on um, Thursday, making weight. Ended up making weight on um, a Friday morning, and it showed. It it showed my wrestling. My first match of the day, actually, in the first like three seconds of my first round match, I was wrestling. I can't remember who I was wrestling, but I got faked on, and I faked so hard where I like sprawled on the mat and I knocked myself out. Like it was so dumb. Like literally <laughs> faked, and I like bit on it super hard face plant on the mat and I knocked myself out and I like tried getting up and I face plant again I had to go on like concussion protocol and like the entire time I remember being like dude if I flew all the way to Vegas cut all this weight for me to get concussed and disqualified like no get, get the hell back out there just got back out there end up winning the match I think I ended up teching the kid but didn't um didn't do that didn't do too hot after that ended up losing um uh two more I went like one and two or two and two at Vegas that year and just straight because of my weight cut terrible yeah. absolutely terrible weight cut and like it was just like at that point like I blew weight the week before Russell to Vegas at 25 Russell terrible because of my weight and then we had a um, couple like weeks off of finals because finals obviously you can't be traveling with school because that was pre-COVID when you actually did your finals in person and uh, yeah hard to believe um yeah. we um had a duel on that friday and saturday before christmas or whatever it was and we had a wrestle same thing friday and i it was so bad at the point like my phone was broken during the time and um like it was it, for some reason like it it, it was broke like it just wasn't answering and the coaches were trying to at, text me about my weight ask me about it, and i wasn't answering i was like no like my phone's broken. I don't care. Like, I, I need a reason not to, like, respond to you guys. Like, my weight's not good. Long story short, I blew weight both times on Friday and Saturday for the uh, for the meets. We wrestled Princeton and Central Michigan that weekend. Like, two big duels against um, – I would have wrestled um, Glory and um, Hildebrandt that weekend. So, at the time, we were all ranked, all three of us. So, that would, those would have been good matches, and I couldn't get my weight down. Could not get my weight down. Same thing. And um, it was at that point where it was like, I'm not having fun right now. Like, I'm not having fun. I'm not having fun right now because I'm not because I'm not wrestling right now. I'm, I'm not wrestling at all. So I'm thinking that and talking to the coaches, yeah, rightfully so. Um, let the team down. Let the coaches down. Um, don't don't make weight again. And at that point, it's like you got to go up. Like this is just not working for anybody. Luckily. Um, Jack just wrestled at um, Worlds, so his weight was down for 25, and Courtney uh, was having problems with his knee. So Jack's redshirt got pulled. Courtney uh, underwent um, knee surgery on his knee, and I moved up to 33, and that's kind of how that all happened. And um, it luckily worked out for me that I could still wrestle on the team um, with everything happening. and. Um, from there, I just wrestled bad. I just didn't. I wrestled 33. It was like big jump. I mean, you don't think it's a big jump from 25 to 33. 
but um, guys were just, I don't know if it was bigger than me or just better than me because um, I did I didn't do good. I didn't win. I think I won maybe one ACC duel that year. Um, didn't even, we had four qualifying spots for ACCs that year. Didn't get it. I lost um, Garwin Harding, um, I think first round ACCs. He, he, he molly wowed me. And then um, I wrestled. Who else? I wrestled somebody else. I can't remember who the other person I wrestled ACs that year, but they beat me too. And I didn't I didn't qualify. So it was just like terrible. It was like you went up because you couldn't make 25 and you weren't having fun with wrestling because you were cutting weight. In my mind, I was like, wrestling's not fun right now because I'm cutting too much weight. Well, do you know what's also not fun? Is losing all the fucking time. Sorry. Yeah. Not it's not winning. Because it's that that is equally not as fun as having a bad weight cut is not winning having some on a bus having some on a van and just be like well lost again like that that's tough yeah so um that was my second year um or third year i guess for uva wise um just did didn't do anything right just didn't manage my weight right didn't um even went up to 33 didn't manage my weight right um was immature about it started too late uh, wasn't listening to what people were telling me and um it's all my fault so um that happened my second year third year i guess so yeah and then last year um figured it out found my weight cut routine kind of um i came in super light i came in at like 30 um and i came back from the summer for my fourth year i was like coming in at like 36 or whatever like that and my weight was good all year um like I said, biggest thing from high school to college is getting on a bottom and top. Didn't learn that in my first, second, or third year about how to get on a bottom, right? Just didn't, didn't do it right. And finally, last year at the end, uh, Trent and uh, Coach Garland and Travis were putting a lot of time into my uh, mat wrestling. We spent hours on hours about me getting out of legs, getting out of bottom, and finally kind of got it right a little bit towards the end and um, took 30 CCs strictly because I learned how to wrestle on bottom and top because I was able I've been able to wrestle on my feet my entire life that was never the issue I can take people down I can defend shots you name it but um if it's zero zero and I gotta go down I probably was gonna get ridden out my first two years probably would not gotten out probably would have had to let you go and lose one nothing like so that was the biggest thing for me this last year was I just Something switched in my mind. I practiced it enough where I was able to get on bottom and I was able to ride a little bit. So, yeah, I'd say just not being so stubborn a little bit, learning how to actually use my resources. Got nutritionists and um, coaches for a reason. I know how to cut weight. I actually started listening. Got coaches that do this for a living that know how to get on the bottom and top. Started listening to that. And what do you know? Start listening to people, doing the right things. and things change a little bit you're not blowing weight as not blowing weight and you're actually getting out on bottom who yeah. told me no i mean that yeah i mean so it, it sounds like you know coming into college that first couple of years was just kind of you know weight wasn't really an issue and it was just you're able to go out there and wrestle and, and just do your thing and then um getting bigger kind of having to figure out how the heck to to do college wrestling in that sophomore year and then you know it all came together last year and um i mean you had a great year you were national qualifier you were um you know the the 20 seeded ncaa tournament and you know obviously we got that taken away from us didn't get to to see what would have happened but uh, i think it's cool to kind of look at the bracket and see what would have happened um 
And if we would have had an NCAA tournament, um, I don't I don't know if you you looked at the bracket. I'm sure you did, but uh, your path would have been uh, Rooney from Kent State, and you would have had Philippi again, uh, RBY, Sebastian Rivera, and then Gross. If if seeds fell the way they were supposed to fall, right? That never happens. No way in the world that ever happens. But that's what you're looking at. So, um, what were your thoughts when? You know, you, you finished third ACCs. I imagine you're probably feeling pretty good heading into the NCAA tournament. What was your thoughts about the tournament, like before any COVID thing hit? I'm hitting a lateral first period of the match in the first period, and I'm getting a pen. No, I'm kidding. That was my thought. Um, Pinning everybody. Uh, just... <laughs> um, my thoughts were after ACCs, I was like, this is going to go good. Like, I, I feel really good. I, um, I wrestled really well, I thought, at ACCs. Um, and so I was feeling really good in my, um, my draw. I liked my draw. I wrestled Rooney early in the year, so I was happy to have another uh, rematch with that one. And then, um, like you said, I would have wrestled uh, Mickey, who I wrestled twice that year. Um, and based on prior wrestling opponents twice at ACCs, would have had a decent go with that one, especially Mickey, old UVA wrestler. So that would have been a cool matchup at uh, Nationals. And then... Um, RBY, that would have been. I think that would have been a cool match. We wrestled when we were really young at um, Field Cadets one year, so that would have been a good rematch for me. And then um, after that, who would it have Sebastian. been? Sebastian. Sebastian Rivera, and then yeah, Sebastian Rivera beat me at Midlands that year, and um, obviously in Blood Round the year before, so get a little bit of potential revenge there. That would have been sweet to come back. And then obviously Gross was a re- uh, reigning national champ for the weight, so. What better way to um, try to cap off a national championship than being a returning national champ? So, in my eyes, I remember seeing my draw and being like, "This is sweet. This is this is an awesome draw." I mean, thirty-three was really deep last year. There really wasn't a match in that bracket where like you're like, "This is a this is a win. This is a pin." Like I'm yeah. going in there, I'm gonna no. pin you. So, I liked my draw. It was someone I had a previous match against, and then uh, from there, it was just a bunch of um, fun matches. Quite frankly, I mean, you the guys you named off. I mean. Those would have been sweet matches for me just to wrestle him as a competitor. And um, like I said, when I wrestled at NCAs my second year, it was the coolest thing ever. Like there was no pressure. Like for some reason, how I walked in that tournament, it was like no pressure. I was so excited. I was smiling in the tunnel. Like it was sweet. So like that kind of attitude going into nationals for me was awesome. Like that would have been so great for me. So um yeah, it would have been it would have been cool. I think I would have done pretty well. I mean, obviously, everyone in that bracket probably can say that they think they probably could have done really well as well. But I mean, I liked my draw. I liked uh, my mindset. I was going to the tournament. And I think it would have been fun. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said. I, I think it might be the most the, the deepest weight of all time. Like not one thirty three, whatever. Like it might have been the deepest weight of all time in college wrestling. I mean, it was just insanely stacked. And I mean. I think it's cool that that route that you would have had to taken to win a national title, if it had all went that way, you would have basically hit everybody, right? So, like, you win a national title hitting all those dudes, like, you you beat everybody. You beat them all. <laughs> um, it, was, it, was, it was tough. I mean, it was, it was definitely a deep weight class. I remember, like, just throughout the year, like, looking at, like, the guys that have wrestled, the guys in the ACC alone, the guys, like, throughout the, uh, the conference and just Big Ten, Big 12, you name it. I'm being like, you got studs, you got All-Americans, you got national champs, you got it all. And 
it was a deep weight class for sure. It was cool though. I definitely, um, definitely liked it. Yeah, and I wanted to dig in a little bit more to match up with Philippi maybe because, like you said, you wrestled him twice that year, um, came up short twice, but in the ACC, I think it was the semifinals, right? Uh, it was a 1-0 match. So it's not like you know, you're know you losing by some crazy margin, right? Um, this is the guy that's won the ACC the last two years in a row, and you're, you're in a 1-0 match, right? You're right there. Like any Anything goes a different way, and, and you win that match. So what... And also, like you said, like if people don't don't know, Mickey started off at UVA and then transferred to Pitt. Um, so, like, first of all, what's what's your relationship with Mickey? Are, are you guys friends? Like, how's that dynamic wrestling against each other um, while knowing each other? And then also, um, sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Also, what were you looking forward to with that match? Like, what were you going to do differently? How how are you approaching that match? Yeah. Um, again, Mickey and me are um, close. I mean, we still talk to this day. Um, we still Snapchat here and there. Um, Mickey was one of my favorite guys um, in my class, actually, when he was at UVA. I was really bummed out when he left, so um, got nothing bad to say about Mickey. And um, I think in our matchups, um, I think we wrestled in duel. He um, wrestled at uh, yeah, we wrestled at Pitt this year, and um, I got the first takedown, and I came off hot, and then um, Mickey kind of. Just kind of controlled the rest of the match I guess you can say he ended up um, getting two more takedowns I think or something like that and ended up winning uh, two takedowns to one so um, that was in that match it was two takedowns to one and then in our conference match like you said it was one nothing um, I felt like I did a pretty good job of um, defending his shots obviously he did a good job of defending my shots but um, I remember in that match specifically at ACC's I remember doing a really good job of down blocking. I remember doing a really good job of not letting him on my legs and um, being really good about being stingy with points, being staying in my stance and whatnot. And um, I didn't go down. Mickey's, Mickey's a, a, a backpack on top. He's really clingy. He's long, obviously. So I'm pretty sure I didn't go down. Um, probably could have trusted my uh, abilities on bottom probably a little more. And... Um, I don't remember how much writing time I got on Mickey. I don't know. I can't imagine it was a whole lot. But um, he got out, obviously. So I think my adjustments for the match days or national that would have happened were obviously to continue doing my down blocks correct, do stay in my stance the entire time, but more attacks. Um, I'm getting more flashbacks to the match. I'm pretty sure I was getting to a lot of two-on-ones in that match and um, capitalizing on those attacks more. I think I could have done a better job of firing off attacks uh, especially a guy like Mickey who's a little longer than me, not hitting my knees. And if I am going to hit my knees, cutting across really fast because he's pretty um, good in scrambling. So I think the adjustments would have been um, more um, more attempts, more attacks. Um, potentially, I don't want to say I would have gone down. Um, I guess it would have been in the moment thing, how the score was, um, blah, 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 who got the choice. But potentially maybe go down and try getting out, even though I'm pretty sure I got ridden out last time. So I who knows? And then um, really be uh, tough on top. I mean, I um, I can say I feel a lot better on top than I did my first or second year. So continue my stance, keep down blocking hard, fire off more attempts, and um, aim other effort on top. Really try um, playing leech on him. Yeah, I mean, I was I was definitely looking forward to that matchup. That would have been really really one of the fun ones to watch especially in the early rounds um but you know obviously 
COVID hit. We, we didn't get a chance to actually see what was going to happen. Um, you know, tournaments canceled. I think we, we've all heard a, a bunch of stories about, you know, how that, that, how different people took it and the different points of view. What was your point of view when COVID hit the tournament's over? Like what, what was going through your mind? Because, uh, I, I got to feel like, you know, you felt good going into that tournament. Freshman year, you were a match away from becoming an All-American. Sophomore year, some struggles. But junior year, right back on the horse and, you know, probably feeling better than ever, feeling like you were going to really get that done and become an All-American. Um, and then, obviously, COVID hits and you're the 20 seed. So, uh, NCWA All-Americans came out and you weren't able to get one of those with the seed. But uh, definitely one of those guys that, that was – seated lower than you would have finished right so um you know what was your thoughts around everything ending and not getting that shot yeah i mean i think back and um leaving acc's and getting back to school and being like i remember wrestling because i think we wrestled on sunday so we took monday off and wrestling on tuesday and being like wrestling and we can practice being like feeling good like i'm feeling good like this covid whatever this thing everyone's talking about like I don't even know what the hell this thing is, but whatever. I'm not even thinking about him. I'm hitting my freaking single legs and double legs in practice and um, gets out that, like, they're not going to allow fans at Nationals. I'm like, dude, this sucks. What do you mean? Like, that, that's the best part about Nationals, just having this packed arena, like, is having this opportunity to wrestle in front of thousands and thousands of fans. Like, that, like this sucks. And being really upset that, like, they weren't going to be allowed fans when they said that. Little did I know that they were, like, obviously no fans, like, they, like, Thinking back on it, like I don't know, like I'm not, I'm not the doctor, I'm not the guy that says yes or no, go, whatever. But they could have had nationals. I don't care what anyone says, they could have and they should have had nationals last year without fans. They could have been done. Um, that was, I, I'm, I'm still salty about it. They could have done it, whatever. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, they, when, no, because we had we practiced again on next day and then I remember we had our off day when it can't canceled like we, we had Thursday off and Thursday they canceled nationals and I remember like being on the news like the day before and like seeing um, um, Donovan Mitchell get uh, COVID from the jazz and then they'd be like oh god like they cleared out the arenas like what the hell is going on what I don't even I still don't even understand what COVID is and um, then like watching like on TV and like seeing like Ivy's pulling out um, talks about like other schools like not finishing um, the basketball tournament or for conferences or whatever and like seeing this all unfold and then like having my having like my brother's um, I, the um, kid state tournament be canceled and like so much stuff is dropping like national professional amateur you name it everything's like everything's getting canceled and being like it's coming like, like like just like sitting there being like this isn't good like yeah. it's gonna happen and then it like happened and being like well um I guess we should go to the locker room and go talk to the to um uh, Coach Garland and um his supervisor so we like went in the locker room and like I remember like walking with uh me and Jack walked back to the um locker room at the time and being like just quiet it's been like I don't even know what to say right now like this is just like what is going on and like getting in there and like sitting in the locker room at the time and I, I, I kid you not my first question or one of my questions to um coach Garland's supervisor I was like are we gonna get a vaccine like I was like I was like like 
coach, are we going to be the first people to get like a vaccine or what? Because I was like, still had no idea what was going on. And I was like, can't they just like make a vaccine like the next, like when, when like, what? And sure enough, um, it was just like, at that point, it was like, sorry guys, like we don't really know what next steps is, but like, you guys can do that. And it's like, all right, I guess we'll go like chill and go do our thing, whatever. And um, at that point they were like, yeah, because we were on spring break and um, my girlfriend was in um, like the Bahamas at the time. And like, I remember her like texting me and being like, did you hear the news about NCAAs getting canceled? I was like, yeah, I, I heard the news about NCAAs getting canceled. Don't worry, I, I heard all right. And just being like, yeah, this is um, this is tough. Like, I like don't even like don't even know how to respond to people. Like, don't even like n- like know what to like really do because like, still have no idea what the heck is going on with COVID. And um, at that point, they were like, yeah, you guys got to go home. Like, you guys, two week two week uh break from spring break. Like, you guys get two more weeks. And like, I remember like packing my bags to go home and like packing like four t-shirts and like three pairs of pants because I was like, I'll be back. Like, I was like, I'm gonna be back in like two weeks. Like, this is just this is nothing. Yeah, and then like getting home and being like, "Oh crap, this is it's freaking July right now." Like, I have like three pairs of pants right now. Like, this isn't good. <laughs> but it was just like a wild, like a whole exchange because, like, it was weird because like people were talking about COVID when we were at ACCs. Like, we were at ACCs and people were like, "Blah blah blah, blah COVID." Like, what the heck's going on? And then like, boom, 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 boom. It's like super fast. Like everything's just like falling apart and like, it's, like we're next like we're next like it, it yeah we're, we're next handled and then was, sure enough it was crazy fast i mean yeah i remember so like coronavirus memes you know people make a fun of, of corona beer and stuff and like the next week the whole world shut down like i you know as a teacher they called a, a staff meeting and was like hey you know we're we're actually gonna have to to go go home and, and have no school and so they were like, yeah, we're, we're planning on about three weeks. And at the time I'm sitting there like, heck yeah, three week vacation. Like, yeah. let's go. I, I looked at one of my coworkers and I was like, I'll see you guys in three weeks, man. Like, let's go, let's sure. go have some fun. And then, uh, yeah. you know, now I'm like, dude, I wish this never had happened. I'm so tired of my house. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I hate I, it, man. But it was, it was weird. I mean, for sure. It definitely, um, if you told me that's how, um, if you told me I wasn't wrestling at um, nationals my third year, I would have asked you, why did I blow weight again? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of freaking pandemic. I would have been like, who, who let me freaking blow weight again? Well, nobody would have. That's like, it's an unheard of thing. Like, that, that's something you read about in, in books, you know, in school growing up, like pandemic in 1920 or, or whatever it was. Like, that's never going to happen. Like, and it did. So. I've changed a lot of people's mindsets on the world um, and how, you know, like what the hell can happen. It's crazy, but obviously that sucked. Didn't get to have it, but you do have another year. Um, You actually, in fact, have two with the the eligibility coming up. That was my last, one of my last questions I was going to ask you about wrestling. You know, I, I talked to you and I can't remember if it was before or after we actually got on the show, but you, you kind of mentioned this being your last year, right? So this is your senior year, but you do have another year if, if you want it technically. So what are your thoughts around that extra year and what are your plans? Like, what are you planning on doing right now? Yeah, well, I mean, as of right now, I mean, I'm not going to say, and it's not truthfully, I'm, I'm thinking this is my last year wrestling. I do. I, um, it's one of those things where everyone tells me in the real world, don't rush it. 
don't rush it. Louis, like, stay at school as long as you want. Like, the real world, you don't need it right now. Like, enjoy college. And everyone's telling me that. And it's hard for me to um, be ignorant and be like, well, I want to get out. I want to I want to, I want to go to the real world. Because I know this interview, this podcast right now is going to bite me in, uh, in the butt in about five years when, if I do say I'm not coming back, no doubt about that. But I think about the idea of me, um, this being my last year, I do just because kind of how the whole um, wrestling experience has gone for me. Not that it has been a good one by no means. I just think that for me, I'm, I'm in the job search process right now. I'm networking, I'm trying to get look for jobs, but at the same time, I do understand that um, everyone's telling me that, this is, like, that there's no rush, there's no point of rushing. So I'm not saying it's 100% that I'm not coming back because um, that's that's just not true. I, I I can um I can come back. I can who knows? Maybe I take first in NCAs this year. I'm like hell. I want I want I want to do E two time. Maybe I fall short in the blood round again this year and be like I I want this. I want it back. I want to have an opportunity. So you never know. I mean, as of right now, I'm thinking I don't want to come back. But I'm not saying that's not true. I I love I love what we have going on right here. I love the team right here. I have um. There's there's some there's some studs in this team. There are, and um, it would suck not being a part of it next year. So um, I don't know. Yeah. We're keeping our options open. I'm not saying I'm coming back, but I I I think um, I think it's likely that I uh, miss my last year of wrestling. Yeah, well, I think that's a good way to play it. You know, I mean, people as fans we hear this, and I'm like, oh, cool. You know, another year of this guy, or three more years of this guy, or whatever. Like, it's awesome. But you don't really stop to think. These dudes, these are people that have been in college, and odds are for guys like you that are seniors, like it's not even for most people that are seniors. This is your fifth year, right? Because a lot of people redshirt, so it's not even like, oh, whatever, just one more year. It's it's technically two more years because you know most people go to college for four years. Now you're in six possibly, or you know, heck, Philippi we talked about is going to be in college for ten years because he's been there forever, Um, but it's it's a lot right like it's it's a lot to think about it's it's money it's there's all kinds of stuff that goes into it so i think just kind of you know playing it by ear seeing what happens like that's all you can do you know yeah um it's it's hard to say i mean it's it's definitely um definitely a thought in my back of my mind that i think about but um i don't know we'll see yeah all right, man. Well, uh, we're going to start trending towards the end and wrapping things up. I got one non-wrestling question I want to ask. I'm trying to throw something, a little wrinkle in that I haven't done before. Um, and so we finish up this interview. You walk outside. You're going you know, to, to practice or wherever the heck you're going. And all of a sudden, you win the lottery, $10 million. Right? What's the first thing you're going to go do? First thing I'm going to do, oh my God, I haven't had more than freaking like a hundred bucks in my pocket ever. So, um, I mean, I'm thinking right now, um, this is bad. This is sick. Um, first thing I'm buying right now, I, there's not anything that I really, really want right now. So I don't want to, I don't want to be corny and say I'd put it in the bank and maybe put it into something. Yeah. But, um, I, I'd, I'd honestly probably put it in the, um, the bank and just sit on it for a minute. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't invest really anything yet. I don't, have any um, like fancy like video game system that I really want right now. Um, I do really want to start my own company, so I would probably think about finding some direction where I could put that into starting my own company. 
honestly. But I don't have anything too specific yet, and um, all the ideas I have are still a work in progress. So definitely, definitely would save it for um, starting my own company. I'd say. Yeah. No. Heck yeah. I mean, I'm the same way. I I don't really have a whole lot that I want either. Right. Like, I got car that I love, 2009 Jeep Commander, but. I mean, dude, I, I'm not go. getting rid of that. Uh, I love it. Like, there, there's not a whole lot of stuff. I'm with you. I'd probably put it in the bank too. But you know, your UVA undergrad degree, graduate degree, ten million dollars. I bet you can start a hell of a business with that. Um, no, hopefully so. We're trying. We're trying to um, do something dope. So, well, how about this? Uh, we'll, 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 how about this? Uh, if you could support any cause, right? You just won your ten million dollars. You're going to give a million dollars to somebody. You can support any cause out there. What cause are you supporting? I mean, yeah, it's easy. I'm supporting Virginia, no, no question about it. I'm thinking, um, I'm putting my money in two places for donations. I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking in uh, the Cavalier Wrestling Club, no question. Um, UVA friends of um, friends of wrestling. Um, so I'm definitely donating to the program, no doubt about that. That's um, that's number one. I'd say I'd donate there first, and then. Um, if I were to put it anywhere else, I'd put it into um, UVA's um, uh, comm school. I think that they have the amount of resources they have is crazy, and the, that's because the people that are alumni are there they donate a lot of money to the program for the best resources, best teachers, best facilities. So I'd probably think somewhere in there, but um, I'm definitely donating to UVA wrestling first, and then uh, back to the university uh, academically second. Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to wind it down. I'm going to ask you two more, and then I'll let you go. We've been talking for almost two hours, man. Um, no, you're straight. But Enjoying it. So two more. First one is you're heading into your senior season or what you, you envision as your last year. What's your mindset going into this year? What's your, your goals, your mindset? Like, what's the feeling? Don't be so serious. Smile as much as possible. Um, I've um, definitely had a wrestling career where I've been very focused and at the point I think too focused where I try I tend not to enjoy the process too much and um, I think that this year is just gonna be a lot of um, smiling a lot of enjoying it when I'm warming up it's not gonna be it's obviously gonna be the same intensity of me just like going super hard hitting my uh, pre uh, pre-match uh, drills but gonna do it with more um, excitement. Wrestling every single match, like it is my my last. Because if COVID has taught me anything, you never know when your last match is gonna be. I wouldn't have thought it was gonna be for third place at ACCs, no doubt about it. Last year, so just wrestling every single match, like it is my last. Because quite frankly, if um, NCAA has shown us anything, is they can um, take something away from you pretty fast. COVID yeah. cases can wipe out a duel really fast. We've seen that with football. We've seen that with basketball. So you know, with all the sports, about them just canceling games instantly. And with these, um, with everything going on with COVID, I mean, I can wrestle my first match this year and then just be like, yep, you guys are done. Sorry, wrestling's too dangerous. You guys are getting too much COVID. So it's, it's, it's not taking one match for granted. It's not taking one rep for granted. And it's going to be very, very smiling. A lot of smiling, a lot of enjoying the process. And um, going to be um, doing a lot of um, smiling with my teammates and coaches because never know never know anymore yeah no that's awesome man i mean it sounds like a awesome plan going in and really enjoying that last year i think you're going to look back and and not really have any regrets if you do that so uh that's a good way to look at it for sure and the last one that i'm going to ask is 
what can UVA fans look forward to in 2021? In 2021, they can look forward to a team that is going to finish higher than we have my entire time here. We are going to finish higher than we did. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying we're gonna win it. I'm not saying anything, but we're gonna do a lot better. That's saying championships. That's saying placers. That's saying guys qualifying. That's saying guys with uh, records. You name it. There's gonna be a lot of good stuff, and it's not gonna be just one or two guys. It's gonna be straight up through the lineup. 10 guys and whoever else is on the um, team at one point or another. Heck yeah, man. I'm, I know I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get to a point where uh, they'll let me sneak in a back door or something. I got to come visit up there and, and see a duel. Um, but I, I'm looking forward I'm to watching. I'm not saying anything if you do it. Trust me. <laughs> like I'll, I'll tell her about the look at the match instead of the stand. I'll just put some camera equipment on or something. I'll like, no, I, I think, uh, was it, I was watching a show the other day and some dudes carried a ladder and they just like walked into yeah, random places. Yeah. What yeah. was that? I think it was for the Super Bowl or something. I think they did it for it. Or the no. NBA championship or something. They did it for it was the- Impractical Jokers, I think is what it was. The TV show. Oh, I saw I saw one just like that, but they, it was like legit and it was a bunch of like social media like vloggers and they did it like, for, oh, yeah. like a big it was either NBA or NFL championships. That's wild. Yeah, Crazy. just Hey, just carry a ladder, throw a hard hat on. Nobody's going to say anything to you. Um, amen. We'll figure it out. Maybe y'all need a commentator or something. But uh, I'm definitely going to make my way up there and watch some wrestling. Uh, I'm excited for UVA wrestling this year. And uh, I'm just excited I got a chance to talk to you, man. And uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah. No, it was a great time. I um, I definitely had a lot of fun with it. It was cool telling my story and hearing all about it. I was just talking wrestling for about two hours. So thank you. Heck yeah, man. Well, I'm looking forward to talking again. We'll definitely get you back on the show sometime, probably with Jack next time. So, uh, you know, we'll have some sure. have a good time talking. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this was an awesome time, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.